This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. We started talking about something on Sunday which I want us to uh, dwell a little bit more on this evening. Exodus 33 again, verse 14. Before we take our seat, let's read together. Exodus 33, verse 14. It's a, and it said, this is God talking, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Everybody say rest. The same rest that Jesus talked about. Come unto me, all ye that labor and that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, so many Christians haven't known this rest. It is the reason for the restlessness that you see around. Hallelujah. From one prayer house to another, from one prophet to another, because their soul has not found rest. There is a rest. Hebrews 4, Paul started talking about this. That there is a rest for God's people. So, but that rest is a product of his presence. Let's go back to that scripture. Exodus 33, 14. Then in 15, Moses made a request or he just said something to God. If thy presence... Go not with me. Carry us not up hands. Somebody say amen. amen. God bless you. you. Can have your seat tonight. But don't be quiet. I wish that every Christian will get to a point where this will be your demand every day and in everything you want to do. If I don't sense your presence about this possession, I'm not buying. If I don't sense your presence about this relationship, I'm not getting into it. As a matter of fact, Lord Jesus, I am not stepping out of my house until I am sure. The presence does not go and come, but we enter and we, we come out of it. By being conscious and not being conscious of it. So Lord, at times I'm going to pray I'm going to fellowship with you until the anointing is steered and I'm sure that your presence is at work. Or I am conscious of your presence. Then I'm going to make a move. So Moses said, you know what? As terrible as this wilderness is right now, I choose not to leave. Don't take us from here if there's no guarantee of your presence. Why? Moses must have understood Psalm 114. I don't know exactly who wrote that Psalm 114. David did not write all the Psalms. He wrote some. Sons of Korah wrote some. Some other people wrote some other Psalms. So David only wrote a part of Psalm. So this 114, by revelation, Moses must have seen it. Give me Psalm 114. And he said, when Israel went out of Egypt... The house of Jacob from a people of a strange language. 
Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. Next verse. The sea saw it and fled. What is that it? What did the sea see that made the sea to flee? The sea saw something. Jordan saw the same thing and he was driven back. Wow. That means there is something called it. When it is coming and the sea is by the way, the sea will pass. When it is coming and Jordan is the obstruction, Jordan will give way. When it is coming, robbers will give way. When it is coming, demons will flee. He said the sea saw it. Verse 4. The mountains keep like rams and little eels like lambs. So mountains who saw it and just say, oh, I better move. And then verse 5. Next verse. What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fledest? So the guy is asking the sea, what exactly did you see that made you to run? And he said, Jordan, why were you driven back? What did you see? And then the next verse. Mountains also, why are you skipping like rams? What happened to you? And he said, little eels, why were you jumping up the road like lambs? Then he gave the answer. Tremble thou half at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. Somebody say amen. amen. So you see why Moses said, if your presence does not go with us. In other words, Moses understood that with your presence, whatever I meet on the way, there is no problem. They will bow to your presence. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. This is so powerful. I remember in certain parts of this country where people like to kill Christians, they took a man and his wife and they were bowed to slaughter them and the knife wouldn't penetrate. And the Lord began to say that these ones are Christians. But then they accused some other Christians. The people I stayed with while serving in the same part of the country, I served in that path. The son was telling me a story and he said, there was a time that there was a serious massacre. And in the night, they got to their house and they were in the petrol. And they were inside the house, father, mother, and four children, and they held each other like this, just praying. They just prayed it was over. Then the leader of the gang said that, no, let us be more strategic. If we start the fire here, it won't burn as much as, say, like a slope. Let's go and start from there and burn this way. So they left and went to start there. But before they got there, police came and they fled. Moses said that, how shall it be known? Me and your people, that we are different from all other people on the face of the earth, except your presence. That was why we read where Saul, Samuel said to Saul, the anointing will come upon you and thou shalt become another man. There is a difference. On Sunday, I'm going to continue on this. Levels of anointing and types of anointing. Don't miss Sunday. You remember, we read in 1 John 2, I think 27, that the Bible said that the anointing that is within you, 
So every Christian has at least a particular type of anointing, the one that resides inside. What is the work of that one? And where is the place of the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me? Now, we are not talking about inside anymore. We are talking about something on you. This is where the catch is. They both have their responsibilities. And maybe we get on Sunday where we talk about when God said that he will anoint somebody to be able to cut metals and design. Can a person be an anointed barber? An anointed lawyer? An anointed hairdresser? Oh, you need the anointing. So without it, Kejukuma kept saying that without the anointing, I'm sunk. What should be happening to many of us is exactly what happened to John. See, <laughs> in John 3.30, he used one strong word. He was talking about Jesus. They were asking about Jesus. He said, he must increase and I must decrease. Every day of your life, you can approach a matter as Wale or you can approach a matter as the son of the living God. Are you with me? Um, I think it was, I don't know whether during the week or so, I was listening to Pastor David Obuele, one very fantastic message. I love the man so much, even though he has refused to come. But I sent him a message that is coming very soon. <laughs> yes, I did. It will be a very, very great honor. That man has an unusual apostolic grace. Now, he said, <laughs> actually, sent a message yesterday that it will be coming very soon. And yeah, and it's going to be a very wonderful message. If he's watching, I say near open now, so we are committed because you said <laughs> anyway, it's a matter it will be it will be here, it will be here very soon. Maybe the media conference. Now uh, <laughs> he said they brought a boy, he was insane to him, and he prayed. And then they left. And he said that the, in the case of insanity, every single one he ever prayed for God's will. But this particular boy, nothing happened. So they called. The boy got to woke up at night and became violent again. And so he said, he now decided to pray that, Lord, what happened? And then he got conscious of God's presence. And God said something to him. He just had a shift in his spirit. I will explain it on Sunday. He said he was doing exercise in the morning. He just remembered his scripture. And there was a shift. And he said, Lord, I'm conscious of your anointing. I'm so he called her. I'm going to say, I'm going to go to the boy's house to pray now. And he said, he just felt it. He said, The Holy Spirit told her, Do you really have to go there? They called you to tell you that nothing has changed. I was misbehaving overnight. Why don't you just call them? So he called and he said, Give him the phone. And the guy became well instantly. Now the guy works in Anoy Comrade also right now. So the sister brought gift months later to come and see him that. Is perfectly old, he's gotten a good job now. But he said, I want to ask you a question, sir. Physically, you appeared, you prayed, and nothing happened. Then you called, and something happened. And he said, I will never forget, very powerful statement. He said, the one, when I came to pray for the boy physically, I came as son of man. When I called, I called as son of God. Only Dibu can understand what I've just said now. That is the difference. See, when we stand before demons in deliverance or whatever, that is the difference. And that is what will determine whether you are going to argue with demon for six hours or in ten seconds with one word they jet out. 
who is talking to them. Now, you know what? It's not for them to determine. You know, in the school of the spirit, there are classes. I once told people one time, you know, it is true in a class that a Christian wants to cast out and demon said that you, you are a fornicator, you can't cast me out. That is elementary class. In another class, even if the guy is the highest fornicator, there is a no, I'm not saying fornication is good, it's terrible. It's demonic. Otherwise, why did Jesus say that some will say unto me that day, we cast out demons in your name, and I will say to you, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. But did they do it? They cast out the demons. But they were workers of iniquity. So a worker of iniquity with accurate revelation can still deal with demons. His punishment is on that day when he will hear depart. But here or not, the Son of God has conquered all. And when that knowledge is in any man, he works with audacity. You don't get what I've just said now. Yeah. So this is why you cannot even measure, measure the spirituality of a man by the amount of power coming from him. It is by the anointing that resides in the man. That one that is inside is the one that keeps you pure. And it's what many people don't know. This is the number one reason. Why there are so many acrobatics in Nigeria and there is little character. The anointing upon is very well amplified in Nigeria. Both the one from God and the one from Satan, they are all out there in the markets. But the anointing within is very scarce. So there are many loud preachers with zero character. And you see the way scandals are coming out and more will come out. For Jesus said there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. What you don't want people to know about you don't do. That is just the only thing. There's no other way. No matter how smart enough, how you keep it, a time will come, it will be exposed. I get what I'm saying. Except it is quickly confessed. You speak to somebody in place of authority, confess, open up, and the power of God's mercy rests on that situation. But to cover something, it's just a matter of time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. The anointing. Oh, God. So, <laughs> let me end this way. We will continue on Sunday. Are you getting what I'm saying so far? Believers need it. We talk about dimensions. When it rises... And people can see it. So, Paul was in the city. And the girl that was possessed started shouting. These are servants of God who have come to torment us. I remember, I went to secondary school. The teacher in charge of our fellowship, very wonderful man of God. He used to be the president of his CU Ife. Many, many years. When his CU was probably the only fellowship in Ife. And uh, he was casting out the spirit from the girl. And the spirit was very stubborn. And this brother was coming. He had authority and knowledge. He, was ju he just wrote his SSC. So let's say the office where deliverance was taking place, let's say here. And let's say the school gate, maybe around that APC secretariat. The guy just came down from a taxi and he entered the school gates and he was walking towards that office. The demon just started shouting his name inside the office. I hate you. You can't cast me. So the teacher opened the door to check that. Is this guy? And he didn't see the guy. He went in. It took him about five minutes before the guy would arrive. And he said, have you been there? He said, no, I'm just coming, sir. He said, but this guy has been shouting your name. He said, that means the girl knew the moment you came down from the taxi that an end has come. Did you read where the demon girl, demon, or where that uh, 
the demon that the seven sons of Skepha tried to cast said, Paul we know. Put your name there. When will they know you? Hallelujah. That you sleep in the house and there is a possessed person there. You have not said anything and the person is already shivering. Why? There is a presence. There is an atmosphere that oh God, that goes everywhere you go. We will go deep into this, but I want to stop saying there is just one rule to this. Part of the rule is actually that when this anointing is on you, it is up to you to protect the anointing. That means you must begin to carefully guide where you go to. and what you see. The anointing at that level is not for careless people. You will do more harm than good. Anyone who has this precious oil on them, they don't go anywhere anyhow. They listen to know where to go to because the atmosphere has to be protected. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Let me show you this. <laughs> In Exodus 34 verse 29, something happened to Moses. Now, it did not happen to Moses at the beginning also, but at certain stage in his life. Look at it. The Bible says, it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with two tables of testimony in Moses' hand. You know, I, I just sense that God is raising people. You are not going to be an ordinary Christian in that sense. You are going to produce extraordinary results. The time has come for the people of the world to know that what we say is true. And that there's no other power except in the name of Jesus Christ. And that truly he lives in us. He lives in us. He lives in us. Glory to God. It used to happen in the body of Christ. It's tough for our body. Days have come back. We are here again. When a Christian enters a room, you enter just your room in the hotel. But the power of God on you is working on all other rooms. Kedrukuma used to pray in our room and people seven rooms away before now the power of God. And anointing, I said it on Sunday, it will choke demons, they will run away. Yeah. There was a queen of a particular African country that bathed with human blood. Pishanidebu went to that country. She was in the hotel in the presidential suit. Pishanidebu entered another suit. In one minute, she ran. She didn't even wear a shoe. Left the hotel. She sensed something powerful. And she told her people, stay in one more minute here, I might not survive. Power belongs to God. And we wouldn't need this power in heaven, no. This is what we are talking about. You know, some Christians are still at the level of somebody pressing you in the night. It's because you have not pressed them. I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, picking on those, but there are babies among us. But the question is, when will you get out of stops like that? They are the ones appearing to you in the dream. You to appear to them. The Bible talks about the manifestation of the sons of God. It means showing forth. So you are the one to show. Ah! They said the one that has turned the world upside down has come here. In Ephesus, the old craftsmen gathered together and said, this Paul if we don't do something about him, he will run us out of market. This Paul. Glory to God. Hey. You know, there are Christians who are afraid. You go to a village, you're afraid. Go to this one, you're afraid. 
Somebody was talking to me that I told the person, if you know how many forex are these are. And I said, I said, I've driven to Auchi alone in the car. I drove alone. I've driven to Anambra alone to conduct wedding. Just me to Auchi, the tire puncture. I got to a mechanic village in the forex where I didn't know anybody. I sat down there. And about six guys who were arm robbers came in. They came to fix their boss. That they, I mean, I saw it on them. I just sat down there. I was just me, them, and the so-called mechanic, which I know whether it was one, but I had no choice. That was the only place I could go to. Now, I'm not saying people should have. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, I thought it just called cafe. One day, I went to Lumoro. I was in a boat, and then I wanted to go to a friend with a friend. They didn't show up. So I went. And I usually you have tourists there, but I found I was the only one on the old rock that day. I think I have the picture, and I climbed to the highest, and I stood there. That the highest is so you need to be bold to climb the highest because the top of the rock is flat. Now on top, at the edge of the top, there is now one rock that is about six feet or seven. That I don't know why it has not fallen. It has been on the edge like this, as if you push it at it to fall. So they usually say that if you want to boast that you are climbing Olubarok, is when you climb that one, if you are bold. Because you are going to be looking at the old city, very small, I look at that. I mean, fear will catch you. <laughs> but I have a picture where I stood there. I decided to, <laughs> hallelujah. Now, that is not spiritual boldness. Uh, so don't go and say that <laughs> you know that's not spiritual boldness i'm just saying some of us just like to take some risk and maybe now nah, we will do that again but that was then uh, so i'm just saying that that doesn't mean you know uh, you see a german shepherd coming or you know rottweiler that one has some rots the the name of the dog is the nature of the dog it's like so much spirit of rot. I dare you. I know the way it is. Owners of the dog will always tell you that I can't do anything. And you know that this dog you are looking at, <laughs> the guy is looking at you and saying, are you, are you sure I can't do anything? You pass. And the owner will say, pass. You know, don't worry. Jack cannot do anything. <laughs> but between you and Jack, you can see Jack's face. <laughs> now if this guy gets me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, to the owner, they feel that this dog is harmless. If you are not the owner, be careful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Moses, go back to that scripture. Let's end with that. Exodus 34, 29. That Moses waste not, the latter part, that the skin of his face shone Why he talked with him. I will stop here. Do you know the most important part of this scripture? Every Christian talks to God. Only few Christians talks with God. Your face does not glow because you are talking to God. Your face glows because you are talking with God. Which means that you are not the one, the only one talking in the place of prayer. You say words, you receive words from him. It is what he says to you as you converse, converse together that transforms you. Moses experienced this. Who else experienced this? Jesus Christ, Mount of Transfiguration. He was transfigured. Matthew 17. Now, check verse 2 and 3 and see the same expression here. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. 
Because there is one funny fellow there watching now who wants to popularize himself and argue. When I say that the word of God from the word, the word from God from the word of God, one guy just came out and said, I mean, that's how you confess the word, this pastor. And, he, and I went to check his page, like I said. All he ever posted, he was the only one liking his posts. I just blocked him. I don't waste my time on... So, so that's how you know. It's, it's the spirit of this generation. You know, I actually told some of the pastors that I thought Christians were the only ones doing it. Because I, I have said it before, that in the other religion, you don't hear them pastors pay, uh, picking on themselves until I just saw recently on social media. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, it's becoming an issue now also. That other, the other religion also now, now there is, I, I, I was, videos are just popping up of this one, picking on this one, that this one is fake and everything. I say, ah, it's, it's this end time thing. The way some people want to become popular in life is to pick on a big name and start talking. And since we are the only ones who do operate the law of Moses, that's church. Church is the easiest to because we will not retaliate. We will say we leave you to God. So it's very easy to hit Christians. Because I wonder if you hit them. <laughs> you know, you know the way it is. So <laughs> you see, people fear Satan more than God. I've discovered that a long time ago. It's true. Somebody can steal in church because God is massive. And God is massive. You can be looking at the thing for a long time. But people don't go and steal in a native daughter's house. <laughs> That's why I said that. I mean, people, sincerely speaking, terrible to come into the place of authority, maybe a political office, and say that swear by the Bible that you will not embezzle the money. He will swear 10 times. As he's swearing, he's stealing money. But when they give me a horn and tie red clothes, because you know, I said, <laughs> there's no mercy in Satan. It's instant judgment. So people respect Satan more than God. Because God is good. And many times the goodness does not work well with men. Because of evil mind. Is it not the same thing people do to good people all over the world? People pay back good people in a very terrible way. People don't want to cross the people that if you cross some people, you might not live to tell the story. You know people like that, you offend them and after everybody will stay away from them. Maximum respect. But once you're a godly, nice, and good person, people will stab you many times. But you see, that should not change you. Hallelujah. It should not change you. I think by now, many of you, if you think that being nice people means that they'll be nice to you when you need them, you are making a big mistake. So be nice because God says you should be nice to them because you are a nice being. Not because you expect anything. If you are there for people, most likely they will not be there for them when you need them. If you settle them in your settle them in your heart, you will not be nobody disappoints me. You will not be disappointed. It is very important. Yeah. Some have lived with me before and they have never turned back to say hi. They needed accommodation seriously. They got they stay with me and then they, a few ones turned back and they said this. One of them is a top guy all over the world. Now he, he sends messages from time to time. When it's in Nigeria, he comes to they go to church. But some other people, I don't even know where they are. Where I will buy a pack of Indomie and this people will finish because we're not married. Then when we're 11, 11 people living with me, 11. And I can't account for a majority of them. So if you think, so if I was doing it because one day I will now be calling them and say that, you see, when, when the church started, there were three guys staying with me who were not coming to us. They were going to another church. Another church that started one year after us. And the person that started the church used to be one of us. And they were going there and they were staying with me. 
some of the leaders said they know the boy I'm talking about and I'm telling you and I never compelled them not once that okay uh -uh. and we were just about four, uh, 13, 14 in church there. we needed all the help but you see I wasn't going to ask them that you see so you are staying in my house <laughs> and I will, me, I will dress up on Sunday I'm at the pastor me I will go here you will go here <laughs> serious <laughs> but you see no <laughs> you know the people I'm talking about so you know the people I'm talking about so that's the truth <laughs> amen and they are wonderful people sincerely wonderful people but see you don't do anything some people get angry somebody is staying with you and then it's not helping you with any house chores and the rest that is bad no doubt about that and i'm not saying you should but i'm just saying that for some of us it's not a factor anytime you bring somebody around me it's like i take a taper and i measure what is the greatest thing this person can do and i say am i willing to forgive if my answer is yes i will take you in so no matter what you do yes I don't tell anybody saying when to come in and when not to come in. So that's very important. You know, there are believers, if they give you one thing, they control you with that one thing. When you are staying in their house, if possible, say you help them, you help them carry belly. Anything they do, you must be part of it. And they make you pay for saying. A, a Christian stay with somebody should be responsible. You should help them. But I'm just saying that on the part of you, now, please, if you are watching, I'm talking to HOD member. So if you are not in this church, shut up and it's none of your business. We need to be adding that to almost all our messages now. So why don't you go to your church and preach what you think should be preached? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why somebody who goes to watch or we spend his time listening to other church and we try to correct what they are saying. That is why you have your church. So stay there and shut up. <laughs> Go and read some of our videos that we post and see there are some silly comments on people make. They are just angry for nothing. And if anyone as busy as I am, when a person contradicts what I say and say, Pastor, I disagree with this, I take time to explain. And if they say that that's what they say, okay, it's okay, there's no problem. You are free to believe whatever you believe. I don't feel offended a bit. You don't have to believe everything I'm saying. But once somebody is rude and is so, you start by saying that, what stupid thing are you saying? That's how you create conviction in the body of Christ. I'll just yank you off. You are not worth anybody. Else. You lack home training. That's why you talk like that. And check, the boy is just 21 and you are talking. And looking at some of their pages, that's how you talk to every other person. Not only pastor, all these wallets, 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 wallets. I mean, people, it, it's not an in thing to be rude. There's nothing wrong with having a different opinion. You can ask questions. No more, you don't have to talk on someone else's page. But if you want to respect the page and ask your question, oh, this thing that you said, me, I don't agree. I see it this way. And let the person explain. If you don't still agree, fine. You don't have to come on this page. But to come and start insulting, you're a liar. See how you're deceiving people. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me just. And he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as sun. 
and his raiment was white as the light. Verse 3. This is where I'm going. And behold, so what happened to Jesus? It just became white. Everything changed. He was transfigured. And the Bible said there appeared to him Moses and Elias talking. What's the next word there? Are you getting what I'm saying now? Not talking to, with. The summary of everything I've said tonight. In the place of prayer, look for fellowship, not talking. Let's rise. Is someone blessed? This is actually how to pray for a very long time. And as you do this, something happens to you. Don't rush prayer. Give God opportunity. Honestly speaking, you will not need a pastor to pray for you. You will not need to struggle for the works of the flesh to die. I wish one day we can talk elaborately on this. Even when people give their lives to Christ, encounters are not the same. Like Paul had his son. Some people have an encounter, they will have an encounter with God all the weaknesses in their life in that sense, some major things will disappear. I know people got born again and they could not smoke. He tried, they could not smoke again. That one, the light of heaven has struck to your soul. But some other Christians, they need a process of growth to begin to walk away from things. Some gave their life to Christ, they could not in the next minute do the wrong stuff they were doing anymore. But for some other people, it's a gradual process. Now, if it's a gradual process for you, I am saying that if you start spending time with him, talking with him, not just to him, it begins to destroy the works of the flesh. And what happens in John 3, 30 will happen to you. You begin to decrease, it will begin to increase. You know the meaning of that? Your consciousness of yourself will start going down. Your consciousness of God will start increasing. It gets to a point, as you want to pray for people, you can literally feel that it is Jesus standing before them. That is when you know your hand is the extension of Jesus' hand. Not because you have fasted for six days, but because you are now conscious. This is dimension where believers open. This is where you tell your brother, sir, what did you just say? Oh, the company is about to lose 50 million. No, sir. Give me a minute, sir. Say, sir, you will not lose the money. You get to a point, you know that you are not the one speaking to your boss. It is the spirit that dwells in you. Why? The spirit has increased so much or its consciousness in you and yourself has reduced so much that the spirit is now in control. Say amen. amen. Are you with me? At that point, people say something, you are not responding in your flesh. You respond by the spirit. This is very important. You can stop the communion. Hope somebody is blessed tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you don't remember anything, is that for me? You can bring it. Keep saying to yourself tonight, speak with God. Speak with God. With your TV off, thank you. With everything off, sit down. Speak with God. Don't rush out of the room. Father, in the name of Jesus, protect me. Protect mommy. Help me. Pay. Give me money. Give me dollars. 
Open international doors. Open doors. Open this one. Let uh, let Cecilia like me, and then you'll finish. Say, Lord, thank you. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you are living. As you sit in the place of worship, after a while, you just start knowing things that your mind does not know. Okay, you said everything you wanted to say. Father, I just love you. Giving him an opportunity to say something to you. All of a sudden, you start hearing the voice of God. It won't be audible voice. But you will know that what thought is coming in now is of God. And what that does is that every time, as often as you do that, the more your flesh becomes weak in his presence and the more your spirit is activated, all of a sudden, all the gifts that are there that you don't know that they are there, they start coming alive. They start coming alive. In your presence. If listening to a message will help you to start, start. But you must fellowship with him. Yeah. Sometimes a message can help you kickstart something. You are in your room, you are playing the message. Not I playing and you are checking your phone. You are concentrating. After a while, you stop the message. When you feel the urge to pray, you start praying. Then you wait. Wait means wait. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.